Hi, welcome to Pop Vultures. I'm Lucy. And I'm Sarah. And this is the podcast where we pick apart some of pop culture's finest and unfinest hours. Unfinest is a word if you're wondering. Don't look I'm it up. an entertainment reporter, so I basically spend all of my day either chatting to or about celebrities. I am not, but not knowing very much about something has never stopped me talking about it before. Basically, we just really love pop culture, but we really hate trashy tabloids. So sit down. Or stand. Or do yoga. Or run. Or do some laundry and share your love of everything pop culture in a safe space with two girls who sound exactly the same. Very important news. Taylor Swift has resurfaced. News flash. After some time away. Breaking. She is currently in court because she's accusing a DJ in Colorado of groping her in 2013. She and I are so alike. I'm currently doing jury service. Oh my gosh. So many parallels. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in court for her reason. I'm not making light of her situation. <laughs> also, when I say that she's resurfaced, the only evidence, picture evidence we have is a court sketch. And it's terrifying. Which could be any skinny blonde woman, really. <laughs> but they're never accurate, are they? Like, it's not a portrait portrait. It's like a sketch because you can't take photos in there. Yeah, it's not like an, a commissioned oil portrait. Yeah, exactly. Like the one your dad has. Exactly. That would be a different story <laughs> entirely. But before this, Taylor Swift had kind of vanished. Basically, since Kim Kardashian exposed her on Snapchat, we have seen very little of her. Mm, the which, shame drove her underground. Yeah, I mean, I know we're shying away from tabloid trash. That is our MO. Yeah. But. but <laughs> however. Uh, it was very convenient that the paparazzi stopped following her the minute Kim Kardashian exposed her on Snapchat. It was. Stopped following her and Tom Hiddleston because up until then they just couldn't get rid of them. Yeah, that was that was. That was crazy time it was the best time of my life i'm not getting every day coming into work was like christmas it was like what does the internet hold for me feels really disconnected from real life mostly because it wasn't real life but i feel like it was just a mad few weeks it really was where it was all everyone could talk about and then when it was over it was over no one mentioned it hardly anyone mentions it now apart from you because you <laughs> review the you review the photos regularly I just will never get over I heart TS on a vest. It's just not so okay. Lame. But yeah, so... Anyway, away from the trash. Away, from, away the trash. from the trash. I mean, I will do an exclusive side episode all about the I heart TS vest because I have a lot of feelings about it. <laughs> but ever since then, she disappeared. No new music. Not really photographed anywhere. There was rumour that she has been spotted wearing a wig around home base. Um, in London. In London with her new boyfriend, Joe Alwyn, who looks like her. Creepy. Like, that exactly the same. Sometimes, like, that does happen. Yeah. Um, if you mash their faces together, you know, in one of those face morph things. You wouldn't even know. You wouldn't know. <laughs> That's so weird. So there was a rumour of that. And then, of course, the infamous oh God, best story anything worse than of going out 20... with a lookalike. <laughs> well, it's like that thing we've talked about before, like, would you date your clone? Did we talk about this? No, I'll talk about it now. And the answer is no, I would not. Because there's a there's a weird I, percentage of people. No. I think BuzzFeed did a poll that was like, would you sleep with your clone? And, it was, and then like 70% said no. yes. And I was no. like, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't want to see myself in that way. No. So, but like, I think for some people that's like the ultimate, because you could never do it. That's like the <laughs> ultimate fantasy, but I'm not one could of Could never, should never. Really? Will never. Will never. Will never. Presented with the opportunity. Still will never. Thanks, but no thanks. Flattered by the offer, but no. <laughs> um, and of course, the now infamous, the best story of 2017 and potentially the last few years, Taylor Swift in a suitcase. I don't know about the last few years, but it is really good. What would you say is up there? 
was better. I don't know. Is it Lord's I'm, Onion Ring? I'm too on the spot. Instagram I like, account? I like that secret onion ring appreciation Instagram, but well, you'd have to give me t- more time. I'll come back to you. Okay. Taylor Swift and Suitcase. We have no idea where this even come, came from, do we? Um, so it was a photographer who just <laughs> decided to caption something as if it was 100% fact, which is, he just took a picture as of two... paparazzi pr- photographers are want to do. Yeah, they are the most trusted source. They're <laughs> yeah. basically like an encyclopedia. Um, he, he just photographed two guys carrying a very heavy suitcase and was like Taylor Swift being carried in a suitcase. What, just anywhere in London? Oh, this was in America. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was in London. And oh, that maybe was part it was of in her London. like being in hiding in London. <laughs> So we probably should have researched this a bit better before we started talking about it. <laughs> I mean, London, New York, same, same old. Where is she, is the question. I, why? I wonder what she's been doing in this time. I'm also, sure she's going to be coming out with new music soon. But she probably doesn't have a studio inside that suitcase. <laughs> I just imagine, Maybe she was building one, that's why she's going to home base. <laughs> but imagine if you live the kind of life where you felt it necessary. I'm not saying she did this, but... I'm saying she did. Okay. I need it to happen. Let's pretend we, she did, because it's really funny. Well, Schrodinger's cat, let's say. Sure. Schrodinger's cat. The cat is in a box, and we don't know if it is dead or alive. But in this moment, it is both dead and alive. So we don't know that Taylor Swift is or isn't in the suitcase. So at this point in time, she is both. She's both. She's both. So she is in the suitcase. We can say that. Such a highbrow reference I on know. this podcast. Schrodinger Swift. <laughs> mm. Pending. <laughs> Pending publishing. I just think if she was, imagine living the kind of life where you felt like in order to have some privacy, the only place that you would get it is inside a suitcase. I mean, it's never stopped her before. I wonder if this is true, because she has always been spotted going to the gym in, like, ridiculous heels. Like I said, she was spotted with Tom Hiddleston every second of their two-week-long relationship. I think she likes a paparazzi tip-off, for sure. Fair, like, but I guess she was burnt by the paparazzi before, in the sense of, like, burnt by the bad reaction to the paparazzi with her and Tom Hiddleston, which yeah. was a vitriol like I've never seen before. Yeah, but Mainly I'm, from me. No shame, really, to the people who do that, because a lot of people make a career out of that. She doesn't need to, because she's a wildly successful pop star. She's the richest pop star in the world. I don't want to Actually, say that with facts. She's no, one of the richest women in America. Like she is on the highest-earning female yeah. things all the time. Well, I just can't imagine living like that. No, I know. But then... I spend my life trying to get people to pay attention to me rather than <laughs> getting them to leave me alone. But I know it's a luxury not everyone not everyone has. I mean, it's interesting because I do feel like there are people... Although Taylor Swift is one of the most famous people in the world. But there are people who are equally or more famous than her that don't get papped very much. And I imagine they go about their day-to-day life fairly regularly. You don't see many stories of, like, Chris Martin getting carted around in a box or Harry Styles in a box. I described Taylor Swift in a suitcase as the good news story that 2017 needed. I decided myself that it was true. Sure. Based and, on no evidence And that's what off. you needed. I think also what I needed. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so... The reason it's what everyone needed is because it's so stupid. It's it so dumb. It means nothing. Like, so what if she was? Yeah. We want to think she was because it's really funny. Also, she has such long legs. Imagine, like, <laughs> she would have had to be so She's like a giraffe. Up. Yeah. I would have just, like, bent in half and it probably would have been fine. <laughs> but she would have to, like, do a full spiral like a snail or something. I saw a lot of, like, internet sleuths kind of doing calculations. You know how people have always done calculations of could Jack fit on the, the door with Rose in the Titanic and they've decided empirically that he could have. Someone has done that. They're like, judging by the diameter of the box and judging by Taylor Swift's length. Did they say yes? Yeah, it's possible because she's oh, so lean. That's all the facts. And I bet need. she's quite flexible because I think she does like bar. Or like, yeah. 
yoga of some oh, kind. Oh, yoga and... Carly Kloss is her friend, isn't she? So yeah. I bet they do loads Who? of yoga stuff together. Carly Kloss is like 25. She just turned 25. So which I find... I, oh my God, I'm one of the squad. <laughs> <laughs> it is done by age. Yeah. <laughs> and I have so much in common with Taylor because I'm also in court at the moment. See you on the 4th of July. <laughs> I'll be wearing my I Love TS t-shirt. <laughs> Taylor Swift has not resurfaced, but her fame has because she did the ultimate dig at Katy Perry, which is that she released not today all... with this feud. She, I mean, there's nothing new. Katy Perry, in I'm a, assuming a bid to get more fame and to get more traction for her album, which didn't do very well, opened up about the feud on James Corden. Did she? On Carpool Karaoke and just laid it all bare in a way that they hadn't before. It had always been alluded to. But instead of fighting back with any kind of statement, Taylor Swift just put her entire back catalogue back on Spotify on the day that Katy Perry released her album on Spotify. And she became the top trending artist worldwide (laughs) from doing nothing, from doing actually nothing. She doesn't release new music. She didn't contact her fans in any way. She just put her music back on Spotify. When she does come back, what is her music going to be like? Yeah. What's been happening inside that box, etc. Exactly. You know, wearing a wig around home base changes you fundamentally as a person. So, I know that. I mean, we I'm all, glad she knows that I now. know. I'm glad that she's she's joined the fold. This, again, is just all speculation. I don't know anything about Taylor Swift, but I think she's going to go back to her country roots. Do you? Yeah, because I think that there would be backlash if she did a breakup album again. Because people are bored of her talking about boys. Yeah, but like by this point, everyone who was going through a breakup in the last one probably mm. has broken up with their boyfriend from in between so it could be perfect timing she also would have some amazing puns about britain like with tom hiddleston some kind mm. of like he's my knight in shining i armor. just don't even know if that relationship like were these any songs being about it it was real was it i didn't know that for a fact because you interviewed tom um i did interview tom but he did not tell me <laughs> i was told was explicitly like, to not it's funny you should ask lucy no one's mentioned it yet i'll tell you everything <laughs> i was told explicitly do not ask about taylor swift no i know some people who know for a fact sure that you're in the know i'm in the know this isn't tabloid trash because i know for a fact and it wasn't from a tabloid that it was real and that he was very heartbroken by the breakup yes i just felt like he was better than that i did as well i mean we know this i've been in love with him for seven years and he broke my heart in a big way so big for you i forget that that was as much of a breakup as any taylor swift album (laughs) emotion wise i interviewed daniel radcliffe this is such a name drop i interviewed daniel radcliffe and i somehow brought it up that i loved uh tom hiddleston and he was like in all seriousness, he was like, how do you feel about Hiddle Swift? And I was like, um, I'm not going to lie. It's been a real tough few months, but like, it's cool now. And, you know, I'm trying to work through it. I was it. like, it was like a breakup for me. I started listening to Beyonce, which we know is a big thing. So I don't really like Beyonce. Yeah. Started going for dinner with friends. Loyal just like really. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's just, you know, it was, it was a breakup for me seeing him with her. I yeah. think we digress a little bit because there's so much sensationalization whoa Whoa. so many syllables (laughs) over celebrities in general i think when we started this podcast we wanted to talk about pop culture which includes celebrity culture without being overly intrusive taylor swift in a box is the complete outcome of people being overly intrusive because that's so stupid it doesn't mean anything yeah but people so desperate for information about her that They lapped it up, us included, definitely. And I think there are so many instances of tabloid and 
magazine and online content just like fully making things up kind of Mm -hmm. are substantiated by nothing if you were a person who got that much attention that you would even bother fighting back to so much of it after a while and i think the ultimate example of that and i'm just it's been kind of in my peripherals for a while but it's the 20th anniversary of princess diana dying this year so there's been a lot of a real resurgence of new stuff about her new books coming out documentaries coming out it's very different to taylor swift in a box obviously but the fact that we're still so enamored with someone that has been dead for 20 years i think taylor swift in a box is the perfect example of taking something and it absolutely exploding it is not like you know it's not the tabloid trash in the sense of like a source says this and it, and it's all you know cloudy and murky and it's a big story it literally was potentially a typo from a photographer that someone has seen and has been like whoa this is a thing yeah we'll and take it's that story and, and we'll take it, it and it's hilarious and if, like we said we love it it's my favorite day of the year when it came out but yeah that kind of need for information on someone that is not very forthcoming with information especially because in the last year Swift has completely gone off the map, which I think is a fantastic marketing tool for her because she needed some good PR. Sure. And it essentially shows that we just need her to come back and stop us projecting onto her because just come back into a normal picture and we'll we'll stop all the random... Get out of the box. Get out of the box, Taylor. I'm just excited for the moment if I ever get to interview Taylor Swift where I have to utter the words, were you in that suitcase? So tell us about the box, Taylor. What's the setup like in there? I'm well excited. It's interesting that you brought up Diana, because that is also something that we organically weaved into a story about Taylor Swift, but it's what we wanted to talk about anyway. Diana wasn't aware, and I think maybe no one was, that what an impact Mm -hmm. the press and public attention was going to have on her life once she married into the royal family. I absolutely dread to think what her life would have been like these days. Because I think that's why there's been such a resurgence with, like you say, the 20-year anniversary, and you see, like, across the Daily Mail, like, the absolute antichrist of this podcast (laughs) you know they've done every day a special on diana what she said in her voice coaching things which i just think is completely unethical and you know her butler's coming out over the years like whatever his name is going on i'm a celebrity just talk about diana which is just like this is a human that died tragically and also i really feel like if i was in that position i would be so disappointed that the people who i had worked with and trusted would be that disloyal Mm mm-hmm Imagine how her, like, Harry and William... Again, I I don't want to project how they feel because I think that the press does a terrible job of doing that. You know, they're like, oh, grieving William. Oh, he must have been so sad. You don't know these things. You don't know if he's sad. You don't know how he's feeling. that they did... They did a documentary recently with um, ITV, uh, which I watched, and I thought it was nice for them to actually have a platform to say, no, 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 this is how we felt and this is how the public attention made us feel before and after she died. So kind of things like paparazzi intruding on their holidays and things. And there are they used recordings in it of Diana coming up to the paparazzi and saying, you know, we're on holiday and we've done our photo call and please leave us alone. And mm-hmm. them being just so, like, just gannets, really just all over them. And then also afterwards, how much more difficult it made the grieving process for them, seeing hundreds of thousands of people in London and laying all these flowers all over Kensington Palace Gardens Mm -hmm. and how they couldn't believe that 
people that didn't even know her were feeling this strongly. But I thought it was really good for them at least to have a clear way that they could say that themselves rather than people putting words in their mouths. It's one of my first memories is Diana's funeral, which is bizarre. I actually don't have many memories from before I was eight years old. Not from any kind of trauma. I just think that my brain can only hold so many things and just Mm, the things that are unimportant just get pushed out. But I guess I was four when Diana died. I think, yeah, four or five. five. And I just remember my whole family sitting and watching this funeral and no one wanting to play with me. Not to be like a crazy royalist about this, but um, when Kate and William had like a break, they like broke up for a while. And I watched the uh, dramatization of their relationship, so I know all about it. <laughs> and William really openly said he was incredibly concerned for her that she would face similar issues, which I think she absolutely has, but they've been more prepared for it. And I also think that Diana did her own thing. You know, we yeah. know this for a fact. She actively and that's rallied against, or you know, rallied against the kind of image that had been pushed on her by yeah, the royal I, family. I think that's also why the public loved her so much because yeah. she did shake things up. So of course, no one was going to know how it was going to play out. Mm-hmm. When Princess Diana died, for some reason, I have no idea why. My parents didn't have a TV when I was younger. Oh, you were one of those households. Well, I was I very much an indoor child. I, don't I think I saw sunlight for about six years. <laughs> the point is, we didn't have a TV for the time. So my parents drove to my grandparents' house to watch it. And my dad says that he has never, ever seen absolutely zero cars on the road. Really? Everyone was in. It's like you know, the coronation. I th- and I think that was kind of so much of the appeal of Diana that people loved her, even people who weren't super into the royal family. Mm-hmm. Like they, she kind But of- you see it now with like random... I don't want to slam my parents on this podcast, but you know... A lot of people still have a lot of feelings about Charles because of Diana. They actively dislike him because of her. And it's there's no real basis to it when you try and say, like, when they're like, oh, I just want William to be king. And it's like, well, what about Charles? I'm like, oh, no, I don't want Charles to be king. Why? Like, yeah. you don't know him. It's that projection thing again. But they just... It's the projection thing, and I think that they know things about him. Yeah. Like that he was unfaithful to Diana. Like, as though... I mean, again... As though it was like I don't your best to... friend down the road. Yeah, exactly. Also... Don't want to slam the royal family. Love you guys. But Prince Philip is like quite known to not have been 100% faithful to the Queen in their long marriage. And I, I don't know. I don't think it's a huge surprise. It's just we know that for sure about Charles. This is a contentious issue. But I mean, everyone everyone has their opinions on how Diana died. Again. Mm. And again, I think that's why but it's so is, popular still. Because it's the ultimate conspiracy theory. The ultimate. And people love conspiracy theories. And they love conspiracy theories about people in power. It's, just like, it's like the it's John F. Kennedy version. shooting. Damn it, I was going to say that it's our version of JFK. Yes. Assassination. Wow, that has never come up before. That was so (laughs) off the cuff. It is our version of that. And then, but it is essentially, if you take it, if you take the, her death as what we've been told and what investigators said, she essentially died because of the paparazzi. Yeah. And that is the ultimate, that is the ultimate intrusion from the media is that they actually caused her death. And the price she paid was her life. Her life for her fame. Yeah. And which she didn't ask for. No, it is interesting. I don't know why there is still such a fascination about her and why. I read a really good article the other day that um, said that they expect the inside of the Daily Mail's office to be like, um, you know, in creepy films or TV things when you work out that someone is a stalker mm-hmm. because like normally the main character walks into a room and there are pictures of them all over the walls. They imagine the inside of the Daily Mail's office to be like that about Diana still 20 years later. And I don't think that's like 
that out there. No, I mean, there was an article the other day that was literally just princess of matching prints and it was just her in a buffet of bikinis. Like, okay, bikinis are supposed to match. That's the point of them. Also, I think we can be pretty sure that those pictures, like most paparazzi pictures, weren't taken with consent. So Mm -hmm. that creeps me out. I think it's gross. I understand that it's speculative, but there's such a line which is so regularly crossed. She's not here to defend herself Mm -hmm. and I don't think it's fair to expect her sons to defend her. That's sad. They lost their mother and they, I and they don't also think they should have to. Young. They were really young and I don't think they should have to jump to her defense at every single criticism or mm-hmm. that is deemed to be an exclusive because no one's heard it before. Probably no one's heard it before because it's not true. I, they, there's such an appetite for Diana. And I, I, maybe it's a generational thing because I don't get it. Um, I don't get it. But maybe it's because we have also grown up with our idols and our icons being all over the front pages in a way that Diana was kind of like the first of her kind. Kind of, yeah. And I think I'm more of the school of thought that I do still have an interest and I'm kind of baffled as to why, but I'm also so aware that I don't want to be reading all those exclusives. The recent documentary that they did about her on Channel 4, I couldn't even finish watching because I thought it was so inappropriate. And they used these tapes from her speech therapist actually they said tapes it seemed to be only one video felt sad for her that mm-hmm. that was i and i hope none of the royal family watched it because i'd be really really upset if i saw someone's you know some footage of someone in the last or like recently before they die being dissected in such minutiae that it just made me sad i'm sure especially know. for like an intimate moment with your guard down it's not necessarily fair Mm-mm. i did i'm also feeling like i need to disclose it didn't make me sad like i miss her so much like i'm not crazy I, it made me sad about no, the, the state, state of, the, of world. the world the need for channel 4 to dig that deep for ratings because i'm sure the ratings are that high mm-hmm. please can we stop i feel like if it's been 20 years let's draw a line at 20 years yeah and it's just part of history and that's what it is. We don't need to drag up new information constantly as though it's news. Yeah, we don't need to see this again in 25 years. We don't need to see this again in 30. It's like Spice Girls wannabe. We celebrated the 20-year anniversary. We don't need to be back in five years for wannabe. So true. Although apparently Spice World, the movie, was re-released last week. Okay, that's fine. That's one I'll of, take that. But again, we don't need it, we don't need it re-released been. in 25 to yeah. mark its 25th anniversary. We don't. We've got all the details we're going to get. Let's just leave it like that. Oh my god, imagine if there was like Harry and Taylor reunite, reignite their romance from, <laughs> from inside, inside a box. <laughs> inside Actually, a suitcase. Was that awful show, it was so short-lived. Do you remember that show Sex in a Box? I think it was on Channel 4. <laughs> Do you it mean Sex Box? Sex Box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, that was just a really mummish thing to say. Oh, it's like saying Faces Books. 